Welcome to the Aboisi Wine Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Clinton Lee. Welcome to another episode of the Aboisi Wine Buzz series interviews. My name is Dr. Clinton Lee, and I'm your host. Today's guest, I would identify with the letter V because his name is Valentino Valentini. And you guessed it right, he's Italian. So I would like to introduce a winemaker, a winery owner, a man that has been influential in his town of Montefalco, which is in the province of Umbria in Italy. For those of you who might want to know where Umbria is and what's significant about it, A, it's the only region in Italy that is not bordered with any international boundary, nor does it have any access to the sea. But it is because of that uniqueness that it has been granted the uniqueness of a particular grape called Sagrantino. So I would like to introduce Valentino Valentini. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Well, hi, everybody. It, uh, uh, I'm Valentino from Bocale Winery in Umbria. Welcome, welcome. And um, Valentino, tell us, uh, I mean, uh, about uh, your family history uh, in, 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 uh, in Montefalco, because Montefalco is a medieval city that goes back from up to 13th century. Montefalco is a medieval city, but was founded in the Roman period. And we, we have a very long history by the wine production. We mm -hmm. have a lot of documents about the wine production in Montefalco from the Roman period. The first document is the Historia Naturale by Plinio il Vecchio during the Roman period. And talk about a very characteristic grape that was called Itriola. And this time, Montefalco was a small village in the municipality of Mevania. That is the actual, actual Bevagna is a town close to Montefalco that is inside of the nomination of Montefalco. Then Montefalco became a free town in around the, the uh, 11th century. And we had the first statue in the 12th century with a lot of rule about the wine work, the work in the vineyard, the work the, to grow up the vineyard, to sell the wine. So, the, the, in the statue of the 1262, there is a very, very important part of the rule with, uh, of, about the, the, the wine business. So it, that means that in this period, this, the wine was very, very important for, for the town hall and for the community of Montefalco. Then we have a very particular document of the 14th century that talk about Sagrantino. It's the first document that talk about the grape Sagrantino. And now is in the ancient library of Assisi. It's the first document that talk about this kind of grape. Then we have other kind of documents very important. One is the starting of the harvest in the 1520. The town hall established the date when the people then the winery can start to harvest the grape. And the document starts saying 
nobody starts to, to harvest the grape before the 20th of September. So and does that still mean, apply today? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we don't. Today we we have the harvest of Sagrantino in the second half of October. So we understand why they 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 make this kind of rule to have the perfect maturation of the grape. So the quality was very very important for the town hall and for the community of Montefalco. And then I would I would like to talk to you about the last document is very very important because probably is the first wine bar in the world. In the, the 173, the town hall of Montefalco give the license. To the, to the monks of the San Francis church to sell and drink the wine. Before it was not allowed to drink immediately the, the, the wine. You can buy and bring to your house. And was the first license like a wine bar today, like an enoteca in, in Italy. So the people can, went, can go there and buy and drink one glass of, uh, of wine. So that means that Pontefalco from the Roman period to the starting of the the 20th century was very, very important place for the, for the wine production. Then we had a very strange period. After the first war, the World War and the Second War, Montefalco lose around 3,000 people in, the, in North Europe, in North Italy. It was very, very difficult to live, live here. And so this is the reason because many wineries and many, far, many farms, they change Sagrantino with other kind of grape. Sagantino is the, is the grape that made exactly the half of the production of the other kind of grapes. Mm -hmm. If Sangiovese made around 9,000 kilograms per hectare, Sagrantino is 4,500, four, 4, 5,000 maximum. So exactly the half. And so the people, like my grandfather, they changed Sagrantino with Montepulciano d'Abruzzo or with, uh, with Sangiovese, and they made Sagrantino only in the Passito version. They keep only 20, 30 plants to make the Sagrantino for, for the, uh, the Passito version. And we start to make Sagrantino dry in the end of the 70s. And in 20 years, 25 years, became one of the most important reds after the most famous uh, from Toscany, from Piedmont, from Veneto, and Sagrantino was, before the, the explosion of the south of Italy, one of the most important grapes that became known in over the world. Then we had Campania, Sicily, Puglia, uh, totally changed. But Umbria probably was the first region with the Sagrantino, thank you, the Sagrantino, to become famous after the most important region famous in, the, in over the world. And Montefalco changing a lot of Sagrantino. Thank you, Sagrantino. Montefalco, is a small village of the most important uh, sector is the agriculture. And uh, in 20 years, we change our, our economy. Now, if you visit Montefalco, there is a lot of restaurants, of wine shop. Uh, I, I've been the mayor of Montefalco in this period from 1999 and 2009. It was the period of the explosion. We had the new generation. In the town hall, I was 27. And all the, uh, the owner of the wineries was 30, 40 maximum. So new generation that start to, that they would like to, to show that Montefalco can be a very important area to wine production. And we have a very important result. When I started to be mayor, the wineries in Montefalco was 12. Now we have 85 wineries. We have the very big investment for the wineries the big wineries in Montefalco, then we had 
one very strange thing that uh, uh, one of the two um, company that was a cooperative company with small farmer that they they sell the the grape to the to the to the farm and they stop to sell the, the grape to the to the big cooperative and start to become producer and so we have small production producer that became very very important producer in this area and we had in the last years of 70s around 100 hectares of sagrantino now we have 600 uh, hectares of sagrantino 2000 uh 2000 uh, no 200000 bottle to 1 million bottle of sagrantino so when we became very famous the production of sagrantino was very few now we have we are present in all the market like a farm a winery like, like me we are a small winery we have six sector we produce around 35000 bottle but we have 70% export market our market is we we sell in italy in the winery we don't you don't find in rome in milan in naples it's easier to find in vancouver or in seattle or in los angeles or uh, or in new york our wines so we have a very very important export market for our winery so let me let me let, let, let me take you back a few steps because the yeah. city has been um, <clears throat> a medieval city and on your website you said the valentini family returned so where yeah. are you originally from? Are you from the region? Because we we are we are we are origin from the town close to Montefalco that is called Gualdo Cattaneo, and my grandfather and the father of my grandfather my grand my grandfather was young because he was 16, 17, and the, the family chose to come in Montefalco from Gualdo Cattaneo, and uh, they make this very strange the history because they make a change of the of the land. They have the property close to the to the land in Gualdo Gattano mm -hmm. with the property of this land here and uh, it was was like a, a big was a big property and they say uh, the property close to Gualdo Gattano say to change they make the change and was very useful for my for my grandfather grand grandfather because they what make year was this was was 1925 1926 so and they been there since that time. Yeah, yeah. And they established it here. Yeah. And they started with a farm with 50 hectares. So very, very big. Okay. So the family, uh, the, my grandfather has five brothers and 12 nephews. So very, very big family, like in the, the family in the past here. Standard, and they, Standard Italian yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. More people. And they, yeah, many people that they need to have the the hand to work in the field yes so and uh, they make uh, olive oil they have uh, the the oil mill the winery they make wine they made cereals of course they had uh, cows they had uh, all that the people need to to live and so, they the, and the, the people that come here is very interesting because the name of vocale came from my grandfather and the, and the brothers of my grandfather in the past montefalco was used a jug of two liters is the unit book what's called is called bocale bocale means the jug of two liter is the unit of two liter mm -hmm. and people use this jug to buy wine and olive oil and they went in the winery in the farm of my grandfather with this jug to buy wine and olive oil and they started to call my grandfather and the brothers bocale so became the nickname of my family 
My family surname, like you said before, is Valentini, but everybody knows like my family, like Bocale family, because our work was sell wine and olive oil with this jug. Spectacular. <laughs> so after a hundred years, your family is now known for that unit for olive yeah. oil or for wine as the Bocale. Yeah. So yeah. I, th I think that's remarkable. And, um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned, and we, so you, sorry, so yeah, you mentioned we, that your family and, has been there for about a hundred years and you were the mayor of Montefalco for over 10 years. And now, you know, looking at the, and you mentioned something about, um, you know, the number of wineries has increased and the economy in, in uh, Montefalco. So I know for a fact that in certain parts um, of the world, um, labor is always an issue. And surprisingly, even in China, in the wine regions of China, a huge problem is finding mm -hmm. labor because mm -hmm. most of the population tend to move to uh, the, to the inner city. cities. Now, yeah, according to latest statistics, I think 2017, uh, there's only about five and a half thousand people in, the, in Montefalco. So do you bring in outside uh, um, laborers during harvest? How, how does it work, um, um, you know, Valentina? We have uh, some company that uh, help use uh, the, the, the small winery because the big wineries, they have a lot of employer for all the work that they need to make. Mm -hmm. A winery like me, we can work, we can make all the work on the member of the family. So me, my father, my, my mother, my brother, my wife, and we made all the work in the winery, the, all, all the, 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 the test, the wine testing, or all the, I'm the export market of the, of the winery, but we have, two, three times in the year that we need in few time, 15, 20 people, because uh, we, we made the loan, the pruning, because we have a lot of time. It's a big work, but we have two months and a half. We can start in January and we can finish in the, in the half of, of, uh, of March. And then we have the green pruning and we need to make in two days. We have the selection of the grape when there is the variation in July and August. We have the harvest and we need to have 15, 20 people. And we work, we made this work with people that come from before from East Europe, but now it's from Pakistan. Many, many workers oh, are here from, from, Pakistan. Uh, from Pakistan, from Pakistan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're very, very high quality. They're very highly, very highly worker. And they Excellent. come here during the season. They, they stay in Pakistan during the, the winter and they come back in the starting of the spring to make the work in the vineyard from that's in Tosca, quite a journey. Yeah. That's quite a journey. So yeah. I, I guess the question I'd, I, I'd like to ask, and I'm sure many of our listeners would like to know, Sagrantino is said to be the most tannic yeah. group on this planet. It is estimated to be double the strength of Cabernet Sauvignon. Now, yeah. as, and even more so than Nebbiolo. Now, some of us uh, know that with Barolo, which uses the Nebbiolo grape, we've had this old tradition of the, the Barolo being made and, and bottled and aged for anywhere between 10 to 20 years before it's sold because of the strength, the forte of, yeah. of the wine. Then a number of years ago, they had what they called the Renaissance, the Barolo boys, the new generation 
who want to speed up the process because economically it's not uh, viable to hold it for 20 years. Yeah, of course. My question to you is with Sagrantino, they often say it's the generational, it's the generational grape. You buy it, not for yourself, not for your children, but for your grandchildren. Yeah. So how do you suggest and let you know your buyers know that if they're buying the wine now, can they drink it straight away or should they age it for much longer? It has an advantage or disadvantage. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the first things that I will tell to you that we have in this moment six vintage of Sagrantino in the winery from 21 that has finished the fermentation some days ago and 2016 that we are selling in this moment. We have in bottle two vintage that is any aging in bottle is 17 and 18. Then we have in barrel eight, 19 and 20. So we have a very, very long aging, two years in barrel and minimum one year in bottle before starting to sell. But we try to change some things in the work in the field and the work in the winery to make Sagrantino more drinkable. We change it very particular things. It's not so difficult because we change. The first thing is the timing of the harvest. Before we had the harvest of Sagrantino with the other red grapes in the end of September and starting of uh, October, when the sugar maturation was okay. But we understand that we bring in the winery some green tannins. This is the problem from the Sagrantino in the past. When you thought that Sagrantino, like Barolo, need a lot of time because we have the, 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 the drinkable of Sagrantino now with the old version of in around after 15 years. Now we can drink after six, seven years because we changed this thing. First thing is the perfect phenolic maturation. We pick up the grape only in the second half of October. So we have probably half sugar degrees, one sugar degree more, but we have the perfect maturation. So it's the, the tannins are not, are, are not green like in the past. Then we change the, the, the contact with the skin. We had in the past 10, 15 days of contact with the skin with four pumping over every day with some big, very big extraction. Now we have 40, 45 days more longer, but with only one pumping over during the day. And when we finish the fermentation, we stop the pumping over and we close the tank. We put the wine with the, with the skin inside and we close without contact with oxygen for 40 days. So we made a longer days. time. Yeah, longer so just, time. Just for our viewers to understand. So pumping over is yeah. when um, doing the fermentation, the grape skins tend to rise because carbon dioxide is one of the byproducts. So Perfect. the skins rise, but you need to get the skins. The contact, all the wine need the contact. With yeah. the wine for the color and the flavor. So punching down means that they literally punch the skins down back into the juice. And, the, and that is what uh, is all the magic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we change all the, the system to, to contact with the skin. So softer extraction. And we mm -hmm. have a totally different... Uh, have you tested Montefalco Sagrantino 2016? I've actually tasted all your wine. All your... No, all your no. No. Yes. So if you, 
and we have a big, very important result. And then we made other kind of work. And we made this, and uh, you, you talked you talk now about the pumping, the pushing down. Yes. And we try yeah. to make them small vinification in a small tonneau of 500 liters. The, the fermentation of the Sagrantino is in a big tank of temperature control. This fermentation is a small tonneau of 500 liters. And my father every day pushed down the skin to have the contact with the, with the juice before and the wine when the fermentation is finished. And we have more velvet tannins. So we are working to have, of course, the characteristic of a Sagantino we can, is, is this one, is very big tannins, wine, big structure. <laughs> but we are trying to make the wine that when we sell, the customer can, can drink immediately. Because this, the, the customers can, of course, put in the cellar for two, three, five years, but can drink immediately. This well, is I important you, to us. Yes, I think you have one. I think it's the full Sagrantino, which I, I, I think you, it would be best to have that. The longer they can hold it, the better. But you want to enjoy the, the wines. And I know you made the Sagrantino Rosso, which no. uh, is a blend. <laughs> And that's a lot easier and quicker to drink. It sort of is the uh, uh, aperitivo before the uh, before the main the main meal, so um, of, of the Sagrantino itself. So Sagrantino yeah. need Sagrantino need the big meal, pasta with the meat or steak or lamb, something a little bit fat because the tannins of Sagrantino can clean your can clean your mouth. Of course, Montefalco Rosso is easier to drink, but it's a blend where the Sagrantino is only the 50%, the 15%, sorry, and uh, Sangiovese is 70%. So the, the, the wine is Sangiovese with a little bit of Sagrantino and small part of Merlot and Colorino. And then another thing that we changed in the last year in the winery uh, is the size of the, of the wood, because we started with the old barrique. If you went in my winery in 2005, 2006, you find only barrel of 200 to 25 liters. Now you find totally barrel of French wood, of course, but 1,000 liters. And last year we bought one barrel of 5,000 uh, 5, liters because we would like to have, to have a wine that has the, the original characteristic of the grape. We don't like and the, the, the test of the wood in the, in, the, in the wine. So we need to have original characteristic of the grape. Sagantino is unique wine and we need to have original characteristic in the glass. This so the is the work that we try. Absolutely. So the importance of having a larger vessel. So if you have like a standard French barrique of two to five uh, liters, it means that the contact of the wine there's more contact with the actual sides of the barrels. So in this case, uh, Bocale Winery has a 5,000 liter. So the contact of the wine with the wood is much less and there's also much less influence. So yeah. my, talking about the grape again, Valentino, my question, oh. sorry. No, no, the, yeah, the only question. one thing mm. on, the, on the wood. The difference from the big sites and the small the small side is also the time because the micro oxygenation in the big barrel need more time, but the, the time is not a problem for us because 
we need we have the rule of Sagrantino that we need to take in the winery 36 months. So for us, it's no problem if Sagrantino need to stay in the barrel for two years. And Montefalco is 18 months. So we have very long time. So we, we can put in barrel one year Montefalco Rosso and two years Montefalco Sagrantino. Then all our wines stay one year in bottle before release. Right. So Sagrantino is the indigenous grape of the area. You can find Sagrantino only in five small towns, Montefalco, Bevagna, Gualdo Gattano, Giano dell'Umbria and Castelritaldi. All the population in this area is 20,000, 25,000 people. So you understand it is very, very small area. And so Sagantino... let, me, let me use that as my next question to you, uh, Valentino, which was, you know, you've just mentioned that the Sagrantino grape is grown mainly in, in Umbria, in the Montefalco area and these other areas. Now, as you know, there's, there's been speculation by many, and uh, after reading many um, different reference points, Nebbiolo, had it not been for the Ligurian coast, which makes it very difficult, it's very hilly, it's, 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 it doesn't have a natural harbor, yeah, apart from Genoa, which is, which is quite far in. That's why it never reached the high levels of, ex, of expectation or one where it is so widely grown like Cabernet Sauvignon. So Cabernet Sauvignon is widely known as a noble grape. Yet it is, it is accepted because it has that long ability to mature wine. Do you think that we should be trying to grow Sagrantino more widely in other parts of the world? And would you be supportive of that? Some years ago, some wineries tried to make in Tuscany because the, the, the production of the- How about of the, out of Italy? In, in Tuscany, not no, in, out of because, Italy. Yeah, no, Let's out say. of it. I told you, I tell you, uh, we have only one place in the world that made the, the small plants of Sagrantino, is in Friuli. Because, okay. but that's still in uh, Italy. Yeah, in Italy. <laughs> so, and we are the most important customers for this Vivaio. I don't know which is in English the, the name of Vivaio, it's the place where they made the small plants and they grow up. There's a, this is a factory in, uh, in, uh, in, in Friuli because they use the sandy soil. It's very, very useful because they put inside it is easy to, to pick up the small plants. Mm -hmm. And we are the most important customers. And from 2006, it's closed the license to plant new plants of Sagrantino. So when some customers, they, they try to buy the Sagrantino plants, yeah. they call us and... They call us and they say, Tuscany people in Australia and uh, California, they ask to buy Sagrantino plants. So we have some wineries that use Sagrantino in uh, Australia and some in California. In, in, Tus in Tuscany, they tried, but they stopped to make this kind of work. In, uh, in, in both sides, in the New World, in Australia and in California, they use Sagrantino to make the blend because they tried to make Sagrantino 100%. And we made also a testing. I know this one because some years ago, we invited a winery from uh, Australia and one winery from California that they made Sagrantino grape. 
-hmm. and they make a, a testing a pairing of our Sagrantino with the Sagrantino. And uh, the Sagrantino from California and from Australia, it, Sagrantino, you know, is very tannic wine. And this, the wine was more tannic than the Sagrantino that we made here. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, if probably it's the climate, probably it's the process that they, that they use. And so they, they change the, uh, their target because they try, the, the first target is, was made Sagrantino 100%. Then they change the target and they make Sagrantino in the blend. So it's useful. Sagrantino is a big wine that you can use for blending. In the past, was used also here to, to make, because the wine of, there is a lot of document of the, the medieval age that people of the valley from Spoleto and Foligno, they use the Sagrantino uh, to, to give more structure to the wine of the valley because it's not so big structure. And so it's, it's normal that Sagantino is used like uh, in the blend to me. And, and we tested these uh, two wines from California and from Australia. So some wineries try to make Sagrantino, of course, because it's not allowed use a, a, a plants everywhere in the world. It's not allowed use the name Sagrantino because we have the European rule that protect the name of Sagrantino for the denomination, the, the OCG Sagrantino. The same reason is we can use Sagrantino in the label of Montefalco Rosso. Montefalco Rosso is a blend of Sagrantino, Sangiovese, Merlot and Colorino. We can write Sagrantino in the back label for this reason, because it's protecting only for the DOCG. And yeah. very interesting. So there is actually Sagrantino out of Umbria, but it yeah. is, there, there are limitations to that. So tell yeah. me, with the Boccale winery, uh, Valentino, your winery, it has limited production, 35,000 bottles. Yeah. Um, how do you compete against the bigger wineries as your margin of profit must be challenging? You know, and obviously any winery wants to grow and you only have six hectares. There's not much more to expand. We, we so what can, do you do? We, we can compete for uh, only for one, one reason, because all the member of the family works uh, today is Sunday. And I went in the winery to prepare some shipping in the big wineries impossible It's closed. They open on the, the Monday morning. So we work 12 hours every day and probably we have a little bit more expensive our, our wines, but our market is a particular market because it's the people that would like to test unknown winery. Because probably some winery, some customers in, in Vancouver, they know other important wineries from Montefalco. And then they say, I would like to know something different. And they have an option because we can tell a history that is a particular history, history of a winery that is 100 yeah. years. And then we try from uh, 11 years to, to become a sustainable winery. So it's very, very important to us to make good wines uh, uh, with, this, with the sustainable process. It's very, very important, artisanal and sustainable process. So this is the 11th year that we, the, the, the year that fin is finishing is the 11th year that we don't buy energy. while pr we produce with the solar system. And then it's several times that we don't use chemical products in the field. We don't use herbicide, we use all the organic and mineral fertilizer. 
And from last year, this is the second year that we are in conversion to become officially organic winery. So we try to, ah. to make a message to the, our customers. We are a sustainable winery that try to produce natural wines. This is our target. In the winery, we have the same process. Uh, all our wines are made with spontaneous fermentation. The reds are made without thermostabilization, without microfiltration. So we try to make the wine with a sustainable process and with artisanal process. So there is many, many people that like wine made from family winery with this kind of philosophy. And this is so, our target. So what, what, what I'm hearing is your unique selling proposition for your wine is that it is artisanal, it is uh, more sustainable, and you have already achieved um, that you are, you put out there that you are vegan. Vegan, of course. Can because you we don't use a little bit more about that? Yeah, we don't use uh, dairy in the process. Uh, we don't use uh, residual of animals during the, the work. Uh, for To understand to the people, uh, residual of, uh, of dairy, of residual of animals, what means? That we don't use to clarify uh, our, our wines. In the past, in the artisanal process, what used the eggs, the white of the eggs, to, to clean the, the wine. Of to course, make it is clearer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is, and then there is small part of the eggs that stay in the wine and people that has allergy to the, to the eggs and they drink wine and they have problem. So we stop all this kind of process of the diary. If you use selected, selected uh, yeast, probably you have some diary in the, in the wine. And so we will have a total natural wines and we had the certification vegan for this reason because there so is how many- How do you clarify? Do you clarify your wines? Yeah, we have certificate. So Sorry, you centri centrifugal force. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we, we clean the wine with the natural system because we wait three months that all the things go down and we change the wine for several times when we see that all the wine is clean. This is not possible for the industry of the wine because wow, there is a lot of time. A lot of work. And there is, yeah, and there is a lot of wine that go in the distillery. Because all the all the, the 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 bottom of the of the wine that is conic, all the wine that stay in the conic side, we 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 sell we, we sell to the distillery in very very cheap wine. So we change. Did you use some of that to make grappa? We use the uh, only the the skin to make grappa. We made this very good grappa for uh, of Sagrantino grape. After the pressing, we put in the in the steel, the Sagrantino skin, and we send to the distillery because it's not, we haven't the license to make the super alcoholic and we can, we have only the license to make wines. And we send to the small distillery close here, 100 kilometer, that uh, they have a, uh, the artisanal process like mm. uh, like us. And we and we are sure that we sell our grappa because we several times use the big distillery and you don't know, you send, the, the, the skin and you have the grappa, you don't know if you is real your grappa. We sell our grappa, we are sure. Oh, your, grappa is is quite, your grappa is quite delicious. Yeah, uh, yeah. perfect. I, I've actually chocolate. had some of that. Yeah. So, so you, you've achieved the uh, vegan status, you're moving on to become organic, you're aiming for sustainable, you seem to be going down 
the road that um, many of the new millennial consumers and I think uh, the more concerned uh, yeah. and um, more uh, defined type of consumer who wants that type of wine now yeah. has that choice with you. Yeah. Now, you obviously, and, sorry. In the last years, we invested in another indigenous grape. We talked about Sagrantino that you find only in Montefalco. Yes. And we, and we rediscover because all the indigenous grape has very, very long life. But we rediscover another uh, grape that is called Trebbiano Spoletino, is the white indigenous grape of the area. It's very, very particular uh, white grape. It's the grape of the valley. Sagrantino and Sangiovese are the grape of the hills. And, San, and Trebbiano Spoletino is the grape of the valley. Tre we have several grape in Italy that is called Trebbiano. Yes. From Lago di Garda, Toscany, Abruzzo, and uh, this the name of Trebbiano Spoletino came from the Latin name of Trevi, that is the town in front of Montefalco, in the other side of the valley. And the Latin name of Trevi was Trebbia. And so we have the Trebbia wines of the Spoleto Valley, and it's called Trebbiano Spoletino. And it's very strange white wine because the harvest is in the second half of October. We close the harvest with Sagrantino and Trebbiano Spoletino. And when we have the and when we have the harvest, we have some bunches is perfect gold and with and means that is perfect maturation. And we have some bunches in the same plants green. So we have the acidity from the bunches green, and the and the, and, the, and the and the smell of the wine and the bouquet of the wine from the from the perfect bunches maturation. But the plants made six seven bunches, not like in the past twenty. 200, because I would like to tell you of the old system that the, the, the farmers like my grandfather used to grow up the Trebbiano Spoletino. They used the system that was called marriage system. Why marriage? Because they used two kinds of plants, an elms usually, and the vines grow up on the elms. And this is the reason because they call the elms and the Trebbiano marriage system. Yeah. The most expensive things in the wine, in the vineyard, is the system to grow up the vineyard. And probably they haven't the money to make all the system. And so they use another kind of plants to, to grow up the vines. And this kind of Trebbiano made 200 bunches, a lot of, so the quality was very, very low. Now we made like the other wine, uh, another variety, we made Guyot for the Trebbiano Spoletino and we produce six, seven bunches per plant. So we have few production but we have very high quality of the grape. And then the mm -hmm. other particularity of the grape of Trebbiano that we have contact with the skin, short contact with the skin. And in this moment is the, one, is the only wine that is still in fermentation. Today we are in the first days of December. We had the harvest in the second half of October. So we have a very, very long fermentation, fermentation slow yes. temperature, yeah, very low temperature and very long and slow fermentation. It's very, very important because the nose of the Trebbiano Spoletino is beautiful. You it will is. test it. It is, I've <laughs> tasted it. So tell me, just, just an ending off, you know, um, we, we, we have through Bacale wineries, uh, which has been in your family for at least a hundred years. You come from a medieval city. You have all the characteristics and tradition 
of history, legacy behind you. And now, uh, like many other famous Italian operations, your wines are found worldwide. Can you just give us a few places where you are currently exporting to? In this moment, our most important market is North America. We sell in 18 states in the United States, from the Atlantic to the Pacific coast. Mm -hmm. Then our most important market in Canada is uh, British Columbia with Vancouver. And then we sell also in uh, Quebec and in Ontario. And we are starting to register our label in Saskatchewan, is right the name. The so Regina is the yes. cup, Saskatchewan. And then we sell in North Europe, Holland, Netherlands, Belgium, Sweden, UK, and London. We are in the most important Italian restaurants in London. We sell in Switzerland. And then we sell uh, a little bit in Asia. We sell in South Korea, in Japan, and also in China. Perfect. Well, yeah. we wish you greater globalization of your wine so that uh, wine lovers of the world will appreciate it. So it, it's been an immense pleasure having the chance to share with you your experience, your family with our listeners. And I think what you have really shown us, Valentino, is that there is so much of that compassion, the, as they would say, the respecto and the, the familia that goes with you know, artisanal winemaking at its very best. So we hope that many tables out there will be able to enjoy a bottle of Bocali wine when they enjoy their meal. So, molto grazie, signore. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so and, much. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on onto our interview and um, we hope to see you again very soon. Thank you very much. I hope so. Arrivederci. You've been listening to Wine Buzz Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave a review or share it with a friend. Apwazi is an online wine and spirit institution dedicated to promoting culture and diversity through the world of education. If you're looking to get started, we have a free online course that we are giving out to all our listeners. For more information, head to apwazi.com. That's A-P-W-A-S-I dot com.